You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Named the best podcast of 2018 by Apple. Tons of fascinating guests. Untold stories you won't hear anywhere else. Expand your wisdom and discover other perspectives that you've never considered before with The Jordan Harbinger Show. Join Jordan as he interviews high-profile people as well as intriguing personalities. Each episode features a discussion that might just take you anywhere. I recommend episode 970, where Jordan and guest Annie Jacobson talk nuclear annihilation. How likely is it? How scared should you be? And what comes after? There's also episode 886 with David Farina, which delves into the wacky world of flat earthers. These episodes are great starting points, but you're sure to find deep, interesting, and thought-provoking topics throughout Jordan's catalog. Turn off the music and turn up the wisdom with The Jordan Harbinger Show. We really enjoy this show and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R. The Rake, a crawling urban legend. For the last few days, I haven't been able to sleep. I feel like someone is watching me. When I start to fall asleep, I hear whispers and scratching coming from the floors and the walls. But when I awaken, the room is silent and empty. This morning, I found scratches on the floor at the foot of my bed, and more just like them by the bedpost. Wait, what is that? Is someone there? I don't think I can take this anymore. I am going to count to three and then jump out of bed and run for the door. It always seemed to work when I was a kid, even though I was afraid something in the dark would reach out and grab me. Just like now. One. Two. Oh my God, is that a hand? Nope. It looks more like claws or knives or something. It's pulling my blanket from me. I can't run. I can't even scream. I'm shivering, but not from the cold. I am not in here alone. Something just crawled to the side of my bed, but I can't look. I think it's crawling up onto my bed. I can see it from the corner of my eye. It's not human, it's something else. Something... Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I have seen this before. It is right in front of me, staring at me with dark, soulless eyes. I know what this is. 
Welcome to Freaky Folklore, the podcast where we discover the horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. This week we are discussing the rake, another freaky modern myth with just a hint of folklore. This show is part of the EerieCast podcast network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com and be sure to follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting service. You can leave us an honest review on iTunes, too. The more we get, the more we grow, and hopefully, the more monsters we can explore. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarryon at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. 11 months, 2 weeks, and 3 days. That's how long it's been since I first saw it. My name is Rose, and this is my story. My friend Jenna and I were walking home from a party. It had taken some extensive planning to be able to sneak out on a school night without getting caught. Jenna had definitely had too much to drink. She kept stumbling, and every time she would break out into uncontrollable laughter... I had no idea how I was going to get her back up to her room without her parents hearing us. We were about half a block from her house when it happened. She finally stumbled badly enough that her body made direct contact with the sidewalk. That was really going to hurt tomorrow. She must have passed out when she hit the ground. I couldn't get her to budge. I thought to myself, great, now I'm going to have to call someone to help us. I nudged her several times and kept telling her to wake up with absolutely no response. I was getting pissed at this point. I mean, this whole thing had been her idea anyways. Now here I am going to be grounded for life because she can't handle a few beers. So, I sat down on the sidewalk beside her, contemplating my next move. As I sat there with my face buried in my hands, I heard some rustling in the bushes about 20 feet away from us. I wasn't about to check it out because it could be one of the neighborhood dogs, and dogs were a no-go for me. I had been attacked when I was in elementary school by my uncle's pit bull. I still have the scars to prove it. Nervously, I kept a close watch on the bush because I couldn't leave Jana laying there. So I scanned a nearby yard frantically looking for something big enough to throw at it or to hit it with if it decided to cause us trouble. Just as I was about to pick up a tree branch just smaller than a t-ball bat, something partially emerged from the shrubbery. It might be a dog. It was on all fours. But it looked strange. It seemed to be hairless. And the closer I looked, it actually looked more human. I didn't have time to determine for sure what I was seeing, because that thing let out a growl and jumped the entire distance from the bush and landed on Jana. I heard the air swoosh out of her lungs and her eyes shot open. Almost simultaneously, Jana began to scream and the lights from a passing car hit the creature. I got a full view of this hideous thing. It was humanoid and skinless with large, dark, black eyes. I couldn't make out a mouth or a nose. The scariest thing about it was the hand that it had reared back and ready to strike. Its fingers were two or three times longer than normal, 
and looked like long, bony claws. The lights must have startled it because it jumped off Janna and bounded away on all fours behind the nearest house. I thought at the time that maybe it had been the alcohol, but that was not the case. We made it home shortly after that, and by some miracle we didn't get caught. I didn't get much sleep that night, so I went home early the next morning. I did some research to try to figure out what we might have seen, but the one thing that sounded close was very far-fetched. I went to bed early and was still sleeping like the dead when my mother yelling for me pulled me out of my sleep, or at least I thought that was what woke me. I sat up in bed and saw a figure crouched by my feet. I rubbed my eyes thinking that they were playing tricks on me, but when I looked again, it was still there, staring at me with those empty black eyes. Just as I started to scream, my mother opened the door and the thing just vanished. It has been a lot harder to sleep since then. I feel like I'm being watched all the time. When I walk home from chair practice, I hear sounds behind me and I feel like I'm being followed. When I'm in the restroom at school, I hear doors open and shut when no one is there. I refuse to go anywhere alone, ever. My mom must think I'm going crazy because she made an appointment for me to see a shrink. This thing has even invaded my dreams. A few nights ago, I dreamed that I was getting ready for bed and it reached out from underneath my bed and grabbed me. Last night, I dreamed that it was on top of me, staring into me, into my mind. I am afraid to go to sleep now. I'm afraid that it will come back. My mom told me that I must sleep tonight. She fixed me some warm milk and it was disgusting, but I drank it to appease her. Oh. I guess it wouldn't hurt to lay my head down for just a minute. What is this taste? I, I can't seem to get my eyes open. My eyelids are so heavy, but that taste is familiar. It's metallic, and my mouth is so, so sticky. Oh my god, I can't move, but there is pain everywhere. It must be a bad dream. If I can just open my eyes, it will go away. <coughs> what is this? My stomach is covered in the same sticky liquid. My eyes are open now, but everything is fuzzy. Could I still be dreaming? I, I have to get up, but I have no strength. This is not a dream. It is my worst fear come to life. I can see it now. It is standing over me, towering and menacing. It is covered in blood. My blood. Why is he leaning towards me? His breath is foul like death itself. That stench is filling my lungs as I feel my life draining from me. Suddenly, I don't know how, but I know what that thing is. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, 
June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more light-hearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The rake is an unsupported notion. It is a story, and it is widely circulated. It is an original creepypasta with an unknown author. There are allegedly real encounters that may or may not be real, but are very similar to the rake. For those of you who do not know about the rake, let's get a description so we can visualize the monster together. The rake is a supernatural animal, yet humanoid-like creature, often described as hairless and pale. It is also described as appearing malnourished and emaciated, but don't let that fool you, because it is also said to be quick and to have inhuman strength. It has hands that are at least six inches wide at the palm, twice the human average, and long bony fingers with claws that stretch like long bony knives at the ends. These claws can scratch and tear everything they touch, and that is probably where it gets its name. Despite crawling around on all fours, when the creature stands on its legs, which it may do just before it attacks, it may stand close to seven feet tall. Its face seems featureless at most times, except for its eyes. Some describe its eyes as large, dark, empty hollows without pupils, or others say that it has hypnotic glowing orbs. When provoked, the creature's indiscernible mouth will suddenly appear and grow to the size that is five times larger than a normal human mouth. Some proposed encounters say that when the creature opens its mouth, it reveals large, razor-sharp teeth, and others say that its teeth are rotted and broken, 
as if it spent years gnawing on bones. The creature is said to resemble Gollum from Lord of Rings, but after hearing the description of the rake, Gollum seems almost cute. The rake is creepypasta, and a modern myth, because it was created, but has accumulated so many allegedly true encounters. The rake appeared on the anonymous website 4chan in 2005, and countless stories, photos, and videos have surfaced since then. This is all we know about the original creepypasta we know as the rake. An anonymous post started a thread. Hey B, let's make a new monster. Of course, there were many replies with numerous varying ideas, but one stood out and another post created a new thread based on this idea. The thread started with this post. Alright, this is for the people who like the three eyes, no apparent mouth, pale skin one. Here's what we've got so far. Humanoid, about six feet tall when standing, but usually crouches and walks on all fours. It has very pale skin. The face is blank, as in no nose and no mouth. However, it has three solid green eyes, one in the middle of its forehead and the other two on either side of its head towards the back. Usually seen in front yards in suburban areas. Usually just watches the observer, but will stand up and attack if approached. When it attacks, a mouth opens up, as if a hinged skull that opens at the chin reveals many tiny but dull teeth. The rake went through many design and name changes during its beginning. One of the more prevalent names was Operation Crawler. This eventually formed into what we now know as the rake. During the summer of 2003, events in the northeastern United States involving a strange humanoid creature sparked brief local media interest before an apparent blackout took place. Little or no information was left intact, as most online and written accounts of the creature was mysteriously destroyed. Primarily focused on rural New York State and once found in Idaho, avowed witnesses told stories of their encounters with a creature of unknown origin. Emotions ranged from extremely traumatic levels of fear and discomfort to an almost childlike sense of playfulness and curiosity. While their published versions are no longer on record, the memories remained powerful. Several of the involved parties began looking for answers that year. This is where the tale gets interesting. In early 2006, the collaboration and teamwork of these self-proclaimed witnesses, nearly two dozen documents dating between the 12th century and present day, spanning four continents. In almost all cases, the stories were identical. I could find no proof that these stories are real, or if they are further effort to build on the myth, but I will share them with you and let you decide for yourself. These stories were collected from MonsterFandom.com, CreepyPastaFandom.com, and ParanormalAuthority.com. This is an alleged suicide note from 1964. The author of this letter was suffering from mental torment, one of the rake's notorious vices that he uses on those that encounter him. He writes, As I prepare to take my life, I feel it necessary to assuage any guilt or pain I have introduced through this act. It is not the fault of anyone other than him. For once I awoke and felt his presence, 
and once I awoke and saw his form. Once again, I awoke and heard his voice, and I looked into his eyes. He then concludes with, Dearest Lenny, I have prayed for you. He spoke your name. The next statement was taken from an alleged journal entry, translated from Spanish in 1880. The translation states, I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I see his eyes when I close mine. They are hollow, black. They saw me and pierced me. His wet hand. I will not sleep. His voice. The next statement was taken from an alleged mariner's log dated 1691. And it goes, He came to me in my sleep, from the foot of my bed. I felt a sensation. He took everything. We must return to England. We shall not return here again at the request of the rake. An alleged witness claimed in 2006 that three years prior, she had just returned from a trip from Niagara Falls with her family for the 4th of July. They were all very exhausted after a long day of driving, so she and her husband put the kids right to bed and called it a night. At about 4 a.m., she woke up thinking her husband had gotten up to use the restroom. She used the moment to steal back the sheets, only to wake him in the process. She apologized and told him she thought that he had gotten out of bed. When he turned to face her, he gasped and pulled his feet up from the end of the bed so quickly that his knee almost knocked her out of bed. He then grabbed her and said nothing. After adjusting to the dark for half a second, she was able to see what caused the strange reaction. At the foot of the bed, sitting and facing away from them, there was what appeared to be a naked man or a large hairless dog of some sort. Its body position was disturbing and unnatural as if it had been hit by a car or something. For some reason, she was not instantly frightened by it, but more concerned as to its condition. At this point, she was somewhat under the assumption that they were supposed to help him. Her husband was peering over his arm and knee, tucked into the fetal position, occasionally glancing at her before returning to the creature. In a flurry of motion, the creature scrambled around the side of the bed and then crawled quickly in a flailing sort of motion right along the bed until it was less than a foot from her husband's face. She claims that the creature was completely silent for about 30 seconds, just looking at her husband. The creature then placed its hand on his knee and ran into the hallway, leading into the kids' rooms. She then screamed and ran for the light switch, planning to stop him before he could hurt her children. When she got to the hallway, the light from the bedroom was enough to see it crouching and hunched over about 20 feet away. He turned around and looked directly at her, covered in blood. She flipped the switch on the wall and saw her daughter Clara, covered in blood. The creature ran down the stairs while she and her husband rushed to the help of their daughter. She was very severely injured and spoke only once more in her short life. She said, He is the rake. Her husband drove his car into a lake that night while rushing their daughter to the hospital. They did not survive. 
Being a small town, news got around quickly. The police were helpful at first, and the local newspaper took a lot of interest as well. However, the story was never published, and the local television news never followed up either. For several months, she and her son Justin stayed in a hotel near her parents' house. After they decided to return home, she began looking for answers herself. She eventually located a man in the next town over who had a similar story. They got in contact and began talking about their experiences. He knew of two other people in New York who had seen the creature now referred to as the rake. It took the four of them about two solid years of hunting on the internet and writing letters to come up with a small collection of what we believe to be accounts of the rake. None of them gave any details, history, or follow-up. One journal had an entry involving the creature in its first three pages, and never mentioned it again. A ship's log explained nothing of the encounter, saying only that they were told to leave by the rake. That was the last entry in the log. There were, however, many instances where the creature's visit was one of a series of visits with the same person. Multiple people also mentioned being spoken to, my daughter included. This led us to wonder if the rake had visited any of us before our last encounter. I set up a digital camera near my bed and left it running all night, every night for two weeks. I would tediously scan through the sounds of me rolling around in my bed each day when I woke up. By the end of the second week, I was quite used to the occasional sound of sleep while blurring through the recording at eight times the normal speed. This still took almost an hour every day. On the first day of the third week, I thought I heard something different. What I found was a shrill voice. It was the rake. I can't listen to it long enough to even begin to transcribe it. I haven't let anyone listen to it yet. All I know is that I've heard it before, and I now believe that it spoke when it was sitting in front of my husband. I don't remember hearing anything at the time, but for some reason, the voice on the recorder immediately brings me back to that moment. The thoughts that must have gone through my daughter's head make me terribly upset. I have not seen the rake since he ruined my life, but I know that he has been in my room while I slept. I know. And I fear that one night, I'll wake up to see him staring at me. In September of 2019, a subscriber to DarkStories.org by the name of Redwood Spooks posted his alleged encounter. He states that in October of 2018, he purchased his first home, a house that he had obtained at an extremely low price. He bought the house based solely on pictures and had never actually viewed the house in person. He said, even though people may think he is crazy for buying a house without even visiting it first, that when he sees something he really wants, he goes for it. When he arrived at the house, the previous owners had left most of the furniture, making the move a whole lot easier. It seemed that the appliances in the house were brand new. It struck him as strange, but he didn't worry because, hey, who wouldn't want free new appliances, especially after a hit on your bank account from a home purchase? He said that the first day was exhausting and so the first thing he did was go upstairs to set up his bedroom. It was a nice sized room, large enough to fit his computer setup, bed, TV, and wardrobe for clothes. It took him a couple of hours to finish with the setup and he was done around 3 a.m. At this point, he decided to go to bed. 
Throughout the night, he heard scratching from above and thought that he had heard breathing. He brushed it off as being nothing and just possibly being nervous about being in a new house. The next morning, because he was curious about the history of the house, he hopped on his desktop computer and researched the previous owners. It turned out that the previous owners had disappeared and were believed to have run off, but no one was sure what had happened. This didn't bother him because their unexplained vanishing had allowed him to buy the place for cheap, which he was happy about. He decided to look in the attic to investigate the noises from the night before. He searched all over the house for a way up and discovered the entrance to the attic was a door located in the ceiling of his bedroom. He described it as a trapdoor type entrance where you could pull a string and the door would pop open and a ladder could be pulled down. When he got to the top, he used the flashlight on his phone to take a look around. While in the attic, which he described as not only being extremely dark and congestive, but he also described a stench that was almost enough to make him puke. He thought maybe an animal had managed to become trapped and may have died up there. He said that even though he couldn't see anything, he heard movement as if someone or something was pushing things around. He yelled hello, but there was no response. Deciding there was no one there, he made his way down the ladder. Upon reaching the last step, something moved behind him. He quickly turned around in fear, but it turned out to be just two little mice walking around. He went out later that day and bought some traps. He said he doesn't believe in killing, so he bought some safe traps so the mice would not be hurt, and he could set them free later. Later on, to cool off and relax from the work of settling in, he played League of Legends with his friend Grilby. They ended up playing the rest of the day and late into the night. Something strange happened while they were playing. He heard a squeaking in the attic, so he told his friend he had to go check it out. When he went up to check, the ladder door was a little shaky as if something was pulling on it. Eventually, he got it open and went up to take a look, but this time without his phone or light. He checked the trap that he had bought, and it seemed to be broken. He guessed the mice had figured out a way to escape. As he exited the attic while going down the ladder, he looked off into the one of the corners of the attic and saw what appeared to be eyes staring back at him. They seemed to disappear, so he brushed it off as him being paranoid. After finishing up their game, they decided to sit there in video chat and chill for a bit. They eventually ended up on the topic of scary stories due to the fact that he knew a YouTuber named Darkness Prevails. After an hour of talking, he got sleepy and decided to go to bed. He put on a philosophy chill step video to help him relax and drift off to sleep. He said that he was awoken sometime later to a loud crash. He quickly turned on his light and put on his glasses. He said the light next to his bed was not bright enough to fill the whole room, but from what he could tell, there was nothing in the room that could have caused the noise. That was until he looked at the corner of his room where the attic door was located. The stairs of the attic were pulled down. Something was standing near the ladder. It seemed to be a pale figure with long arms and legs crouching, chewing on something. He then turned on his light on his phone and pointed it in the direction of the creature. It turned around and it was holding something to its face. It had one of the mice from the attic hanging from its mouth. In an act of defense, he sprang from the bed and grabbed the knife that he kept at his bedside table. He yelled at the creature, threatening to kill it if it moved. In a matter of seconds, the creature had jumped onto him and sunk its teeth into his shoulder, taking a nice chunk of flesh. 
While it was biting him, he managed to jam the knife into its neck. The creature gave an agonized wail and scrambled to the ladder and back up to the attic. Covered in his blood and the creature's, he quickly raised the ladder and closed the attic door and dialed 911. Although he rushed to the hospital while bleeding profusely, his injuries were minor, and he was released the next day. Before leaving the hospital, he was interviewed by the police officer investigating the case. He asked the officer what he had found, and the officer replied that they had found nothing living, but they had found the bodies of what appeared to be the previous homeowners, and one very large nest made out of debris from the attic. Redwood stayed with a family member but shortly returned home where he sealed off the attic and has had no further disturbances to this day. The rake has also made a significant impact in pop culture, with sightings and stories being a favorite subject for many YouTubers. Sir Spooks and Darkness Prevails have done episodes featuring the rake along with many others who have done sightings, true stories, creepypasta, and gameplay videos. Oh yes, the rake has made it into the gaming world too. You can find Rake on Steam. This is the description of the game offered by the game's developer and publisher, Consorto. You play as Gordon Davis, a scientist and traveler and explorer of unknown creatures and unusual events. Having learnt of more legends, Gordon travels through the country in search of poltergeists, Bigfoot, Mothman, and other American legends. Exploring haunted houses, trekking through creepy brushy forests, and scanning the sky and lakes to collect data about the mystical events. So, you are in the place where the strange humanoid, Rake, was the most frequently seen. Most often, he was seen at night. Therefore, you can use the cameras, motion sensors, night vision device for the strange phenomena detection. In the afternoon, you are installing equipment in all areas of the forest. You can also mount the cameras on animals if you manage to lure them into a trap. At nightfall, your task is to watch on the monitor for events taking place in the forest. You can switch between the cameras. If you notice something unusual, you can go to a place where the camera has spotted the creature. Do not forget to take a rifle. So, you must hunt down a strange creature and then kill it or trap it. However, be careful. It can disrupt your plans. And while watching on the monitor, you can experience the game yourself for as little as five dollars. In 2018, the Rake movie was released. Ashley and Ben witnessed the brutal murder of their parents at a young age. Years later, Ashley remains convinced it wasn't a person that killed her parents, and fears that the perpetrator will come back for her and her family. Made obvious by the name of the movie, their parents' murderer is the Rake, but the movie fails to explain what the Rake is or why it is after their family. So, even though the rake is creepypasta, it has become something more. It is now truly rooted in urban legend. Now for part two of our story. The rake. I don't know how I knew what it was. My mom always said, Rose, you have an overactive imagination. You're going to scare yourself to death one day. Well, she was half right. But it was not my imagination. She soon realized this too, the morning that she found me lying in a pool of my own blood in my bedroom floor, almost gutted. I should have died that day. I almost did. I was in the hospital for almost a month. We moved a week after I was released. A new town, a new school, 
a new house, but nothing will make me ever forget those eyes and those teeth. It haunts my dreams and every waking moment of my life. I jump at every sound. I sleep with the lights on. I chew my nails until they bleed, and my hair has started to fall out. This is not life. I am like the walking dead, just waiting for the day it comes back to finish what it started. The police thought that I had startled a burglar, but what kind of burglar butchers the way that thing did? They never found a trace, not one shred of evidence. I feel certain that I am going mad. I feel that I cannot go through another moment of this torment, watching, waiting, never sleeping, never eating. I will not recover. So I am doing what seems to be the best thing to do. I can't fight this monster any longer. I am going to put myself to sleep now. The sleep without dreams. The sleep without fear. I will sleep for a bit longer than usual. Call it eternity. Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes, if you can. Leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. A Freaky Folklore is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other shows featuring terrifying tales, such as the Darkness Prevails podcast, which has nearly 300 episodes showcasing allegedly true scary stories from around the world. If you love the supernatural and mysterious creatures interest you, the Darkness Prevails podcast is the show for you. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Be sure to tune in next week as Freaky Folklore explores the Australian Aboriginal legend of the amphibian monster, the Bunyip. Until next time, stay safe out there, because this world is a strange one.